Hello and welcome into today's edition of the PHNX D-Back Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. As always, I'm Jesse Friedman, the Vice Mayor, the Thunderstick, uh, and I'm joined by what kind of appears like and Derek Montilla. I'm Derek Montilla, <laughs> the mayor here at PHNX, um, here to talk wrestling. And that sounds baseball. about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, you you resemble Derek entirely too much in this moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are, of course, delighted to be joined by the one and only Danielle uh, Cortez, who is uh, a, a photographer who takes pictures for us and the D-backs and uh, basically everyone in the universe, as far as I'm concerned. Also, <laughs> a, a professor at Cronkite. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, apparently. Pretty, yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently, that's what that's what they say. Uh, thank you all for uh, joining us here for this afternoon's show. We have a lot of great stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to talk some some Evan Longoria and and some comments from Mike Hazen. We just spoke with both of those people earlier today as the Diamondbacks made the Evan Longoria signing official. Uh, but before we get to that, I feel like this has become a, a daily thing on the show where we have to catch up with the latest rumors on Carlos Correa because this story is just wild and all over the place. Uh, so yesterday... John Heyman of the New York Post reported uh, that uh, Carlos Cray's camp is in touch with at least one other team as talks with the New York Mets have stalled. Uh, he did say that one of those teams is the Minnesota Twins, which we sort of suspected, of course, that the team that Carlos Correa played with last year, which I, I'm convinced some people still don't recognize that Carlos Correa <laughs> was a member of the Minnesota Twins last year. Uh, but he, in fact, was. Uh, they had offered 10 years and $285 million in the past, um, which figures to be a, a somewhat competitive offer at this point. Uh, Danielle, how do we how do we feel about this Carlos Correa nonsense that's, have, that's happening right now? I have no idea how to feel about this. <laughs> like... You remember the de- the night like we all remember the night it was like what one in the morning yeah. when when the all, tweet all came Mets out fans like, were asleep at the time yeah it's like yeah like three <laughs> in the morning down in New York and it's like like Carlos Correa signs with the Met like signs with the Mets and right like I don't know man like <laughs> it's crazy like I don't know I really don't know it's it's wild it's so much fun I love that we finally have some news like chaotic news that isn't the Arizona Cardinals that we can talk yeah, about. Fair. Um, fair. It's great. Uh, you know, and for all that's going on in the world, I think it's really fun to have a little chaos that is pretty inconsequential. Uh, yeah. And um, I mean, it's, it's been kind of entertaining, <laughs> right? You see, you see Steve Cohen come out and, and make the comments that, that he did. Um, and then of course all of this has happened and it looks like kind of a similar situation to the San Francisco Giants, which reportedly also agreed to a deal with Carlos Correa not that long ago. Um, I did think it was interesting in this story. John Heyman quoted one Mets person. We're obviously not sure who this person is exactly, but this Mets person said, ultimately, I don't think Mr. Cohen is going to let him go. And that seems to be kind of the overarching storyline here is that Yes, there's some messiness to this situation. The medical issues with Carlos Correa are apparently serious uh, because two teams have found it at this point. Uh, (laughs) The Giants were not as crazy as some people might have might have thought they were. Um, But it seems like at the end of the day, Steve Cohen is going to stand his ground here. And and even if there's some risk. Uh, Steve Cohen has taken on all sorts of risks uh, this, <laughs> right, right. this offseason. Clearly, he's not a very uh, risk-averse individual. So uh, I think at the end of the day, we're, we're kind of all expecting this to happen. Uh, Heyman also talked about in this story that uh, Scott Boris has had several clients in past years uh, have somewhat similar situations. J.D. Martinez, that deal that he signed, 
uh, with the Boston Red Sox uh, after the 2017 season. Of course, a heartbreaking development for the D-backs at the time uh, when J.D. uh, walked and became a member of the Red Sox. There were some provisions in that contract that were similar, giving the Red Sox some insurance um, in case a a particular injury issue popped up. Uh, J.D. Drew also with the Boston Red Sox back in the day. Apparently, there were were some similar language. So the idea seems to be, and we've talked about this before, you, you basically just put some insurance provisions in this contract so that if this particular issue, which is his right ankle, if this issue causes Carlos Correa to miss some time, then maybe part of the deal isn't isn't guaranteed. And that's that's kind of the approach they seem to be taking here. Yeah. Remember back when we thought that the D-backs were letting J.D. Drew walk or J.D. Drew, J.D. Martinez J.D. Drew. walk? <laughs> yeah. J.D. Martinez walk because they were yes. going to sign Goldie and, and A.J. to an extension. Right. Right. Oh, it was. Man. Yeah, it was kind of like a oh, pick, pick which times. one you want to extend. We thought we thought they had room for one of them, but not all of them. And then they, they wound and up then, oh, bringing boy. back any of them. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> difficult, uh, difficult memories for, I just, for D-backs. I love fans. the mystery around this whole story. Yeah. Like there like, really there's, is. There's literally no insight that any anybody could offer to this and yeah. it's just so much fun like this I love is it. this is honestly the first story that has really come out about this in like more than a week that offered anything of substance beyond yeah, right? like the initial like uh, very little news is, has come out about this uh but good on john Heyman for for digging past that and, and finding at least a little bit more information um ultimately though i, I still think we're we're in agreement that Carlos Correa will probably be a New York Met at the end of the day. Uh, might just be sort of a matter of time on that. Um, switching gears here over to the D-back side of things. I mentioned earlier, the deal with Evan Longoria is officially official. Uh, before we get into anything else, Danielle, just your thoughts on Evan Longoria coming to the D-backs. What are you, what's your what's your take on this move? I like it. I mean, you look at it's one year, $4 million. Yeah, I I don't see a downside. Like feels reasonable. Yeah, right? I mean he's he's older. Obviously his his numbers have been dipping quite a bit lately. But again, at one year four million, what's the downside? If he plays well, you got a great deal. If he doesn't, then don't play him. No, right? no like, such thing. No such thing as a bad one year contract. Yeah, don't right? play him or trade him or whatever. Like it, there's no downside to it. Um, he brings a lot of he br- he brings a great veteran presence. You know we've <clears throat> yeah. One of the things that I feel like the D-backs have been missing, you go back to like, what, 2017, when they had a fairly young team and somebody like Gregor Blanco or Chris Iannetta right. was there. Um, didn't necessarily uh, produce like you thought they might, sure. but they they brought in a a presence that I think Evan Longoria can bring as well. He, yeah. he commands a lot of respect. He absolutely does. Yeah, I did some research on this and honestly, my, my mind was blown and, and hopefully your mind uh, will, will be blown too by this. Um, Evan Longoria has 58.1 career wins above replacement, according to baseball reference. Pretty, pretty big number. If you look at every position player who has ever played for the Arizona Diamondbacks, there's only one player who has accumulated more wins above replacement in their career. Um, only one position player, I should say, has accumulated more wins above replacement in their career than Evan Longoria. That, of course, being Paul Goldschmidt, right? We, we know that. Uh, they're very close, though. Paul Goldschmidt is at 58.5. Evan Longoria is at 58.1. So prior to the 2022 season, which, of course, was a huge year for Goldie, Longoria actually had a, a pretty healthy lead uh, in that regard. But, yeah, Longoria is, is I know he's not the player that he once was. Obviously, you know, he's 37 years old. He's, he's not going to be the guy he was back in Tampa. 
But this is like low-key one of the more legendary players who has ever played baseball. I mean, he was an incredible third baseman, especially during his time in Tampa. He's had a couple nice years uh, with the San Francisco Giants of late as well. Uh, of course, the million-dollar question here is, is what, it, what it will his role be with the Arizona Diamondbacks? Did they bring him in? to basically take over for Josh Rojas at third base? Um, or is there maybe some some room for balance here? So we have a clip from uh, Mike Hazen talking about Longoria's uh, role within the organization and what might what that might look like in 2023. I don't have an idea of an at-bats, but yes, we talked with Evan about that, you know, given where he's moving in into his career, that, I, you know, I don't know that 550, 600 plate appearances is the best way to maximize his contributions to our team. Um, having said that, I don't know what the upper bound is necessarily going to be. We still very much like Josh Rojas, and Josh is going to play a lot and is going to be a big part of our infield as well. Um, so they're, they're going to complement each other, I think, at third base to some degree. And then, you know, Josh is obviously going to uh, ended up playing a lot of second base for us last year and may play some second base for us, giving us opportunity between Josh, Evan, Cattell, others to utilize that DH role at times. Um, and there'll be others probably in that mix, the outfielders, et cetera, um, you know, Paven. Uh, so I you get maybe allowing us to give Christian a few more days off than we did last year, at least off his feet. Um, there, there will be a lot of flexibility for us to be able to maneuver around uh, all those all those spots. As Elizabeth said in the chat uh, from the shadows, yes, uh, nobody ever accused Mike Hazen of having the best lighting during his <laughs> uh, his in office press conferences. Uh, but yeah, the the idea here, the takeaway from from Hazen is that this appears to be sort of a platoon role. I was surprised Evan Longoria actually used the word platoon when he was talking about the role that's been described to him. So he talked about his role kind of starting with a platoon uh, with Josh Rojas at third base. And then, you know, maybe there's some some room for him to fill it, fill in at DH and uh, and other spots on the roster as well. Um, so for everyone who is concerned, you know, did you just bring in a 37 year old to, you know, just take playing time away from Josh Rojas? I don't think that's the case. It seems like the D-backs are kind of viewing this as a platoon situation over at third. Long, uh, Josh Rojas, rather, has not hit lefties particularly well in his career, whereas Longoria had very good numbers against lefties a year ago. Uh, Danielle, does that maybe, you think that maybe puts some fans' minds at ease knowing that, okay, you know, we're, we're not bringing in Longoria to, to be 2011 Evan Longoria, <laughs> right? This is a different role. Yeah, you know, I would hope it would, yeah, right? Right, um, right. It's it's a different situation. I when when they signed Evan Longoria, my first thought was, um, was it 2013? I think it was Something when like with, with Something um, like that. when they brought in uh, Eric Chavez. Ex oh yeah, expected to be er expected to be you know everyday third baseman. Yeah. He was about oh, the same man. age, pretty similar like career credentials. That's right, that's a great comp. Um, I didn't think about and, that. He just he wasn't that guy anymore, right? Like we wanted him to be the old Eric Chavez of 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 his Oakland A's. He was still very good. Twenty thirteen, you nailed it with the year. Twenty thirteen, he hit two eighty one, three thirty two, four seventy eight for the yeah. D backs. Nine homers, forty four RBIs. Only played eighty games, which I guess is somewhat yeah. similar to yeah. what you're expecting from and Longoria. So, but yeah, so that's a great kind comp. Of expecting him to be that sort of guy. Yeah. Um, platooning. He's obviously you know thirty seven years old. He's not the everyday player that he used to be anymore. Sure. Um, 
And and he compliments Josh Rojas really well, right? He hits lefties. Josh Rojas doesn't necessarily hit lefties. Right. Not um, yet. He's not a yet, goal, at least. Not yet. Not yet. He's a gold <laughs> glove caliber defender. Josh Rojas struggled at third last year. He um, was a gold glove caliber defender. Whether, whether Evan Longoria is, is still, still he's a, 37 years old maybe playing not third base. Maybe not anymore. But, you know, you don't lose the glove. Like, and you're like, <laughs> he's still fine. He can still make the plays. He does still um, have a glove yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. He does still own a glove. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think he compliments the D-backs really well. I think he's a great fit, um, for what they're trying to do, right? It's a young group. They need, they need that veteran leadership to, yeah. to push them over the edge because they got yeah. a really good, talented group. They really do. They really do. And, and Mike Hazen also talked about that. Um, uh, one of the other reporters made a comment about this move feeling like something that, that kind of ups the floor of the team rather than the ceiling. Yeah. You're not necessarily expecting Evan Longoria to come in and, you know, hit 35 homers and 100 RBIs or, or anything like that at this point um, in his career. And, and it's kind of been a trend for a lot of the moves the D-backs have made this offseason. It feels like at least for 2023, there's there's some long-term ceiling, um, you know, with especially with a guy like Gabby Moreno and whatnot. But for 2023, a lot of the moves they've made feel like, you know, kind of insurance policies, making sure you have depth around the roster. They've made a couple moves in the bullpen. Uh, but Mike Hazen spoke about uh, just the ceiling of this team and how it might be even a little bit higher than than we might think right now. I think Lourdes getting back to 2021 raises the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I think Moreno taking a step forward in the position that he is raises the ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that it's, it's I don't think it's a 100 to zero I do think the outside acquisitions in aggregate the bullpen, if it becomes not the third 28th, the 31st performing bullpen, we've raised the ceiling um, on the, on our team. I think Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, Brandon fought um, Tommy Henry, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, you know, that group of players. Cattell getting back to Cattell. You know, um, Perdomo taking a step forward. I, I, that that group of players, Josh Rojas pushing the envelope defensively at third base and around the infield, like those areas for us. If those things improve, I think there's there's some ceiling to where to where we can go. There's some ceiling here, apparently. Um, and yeah, my case in the lighting, it's still it, it just it gets me. It gets me every time that this office uh, we need to get him a ring light or something. Um, but yeah, I think what he's talking about here is is pretty compelling, not just in the, you know, the long term future where you hope this team has ceiling. But even in 2023, this team is projected to win about 84, 85 games based on some of the publicly available projection systems. But all those names that Hazen just listed off, and I think it's just kind of cool maybe as a fan to just hear Hazen kind of dream a little bit on, on the future of this team and even potentially the present of this team in 2023 and how good maybe they could be. Yeah, I mean, they're a young team. Last year, they showed, you know, they showed a lot of promise. There was, yeah, I, you they know, really did. I'm sure you were at the, um, at Corbin Carroll's debut. There was a, oh, yes. there was a, that was one of the coolest days at the ballpark. The yeah, there, there was, yeah. there, there was. I hate this word, but there was a vibe there where it's there like, was a vibe. this there is was it. Like this is this is it. Um, there's actually a future here that we can look forward to. Um, and you know, their problem was they're really young. How do you solve that problem? You give them time. Um, 
And so another year under the belt, another yeah. more more at bats is never a bad thing for a young team. And no. who knows? They're, you know, they're, like we said, they're super talented. This is a really fun and exciting team. Um, so give them another year, and who knows? Like you know, I'm no. excited. I am legitimately excited about what this team can do, and you know they might make the playoffs. Who I've knows? Been, I've been Who telling knows? people they're making the playoffs, so I'll just say it right now. D-backs are making the playoffs this year. Well, you're you're not nearly as crazy as uh, Jacob Franklin, who just who just walked in the room. Who, when we had him on the show yesterday, uh, his DraftKings pick of the week was to bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks to win the World Series. Heck which, yeah! Of Heck course, yeah. entirely <laughs> rational and reasonable. As Jacob stops in now, to would you like to defend yourself a little bit, Jacob? Is that is that Jesse, why you're here? You are just a killer of dreams. That is that is correct. The Reaper can confirm of rewards. Okay, all right. I, I like how that ended. That, yeah. that took it. That took a, a nice turn for the for the Let positive. The dream, bit. Jesse. I will. I will at least. Uh, I will at least allow Eli in the comments to dream. Uh, Eli said the D-backs are going to win the World Series or are going to the World Series. I get maybe he's not quite as uh, crazy optimistic as as Jacob. Uh, Eli is much more rational. But yeah, you can't help but but hear that clip from Mike Hazen and kind of be like, oh. This team really might have something moving forward, and obviously we've known that. But just hearing Hazen talk about that, um, I think is 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 pretty cool to hear. Um, are you coming to the inaugural PHNX Tea Party? Uh, I, yeah, I think is, so. Uh, yeah, you better you better be. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you all the information right now, in, in case you uh, in case you don't know, uh, just uh, everything about it. Um, join us at the inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks. We'll be out at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We are renting out the entire driving range. Come hang with Big Drive Energy, the PHNX crew, and fellow diehards for a night of golf, free food, drinks, contest prizes, and more. Our PHNX Suns crew will be hosting a watch party for the Suns versus Timberwolves game. Um, I have a feeling people will be um, maybe watching like their show before the game happens, and then once the game starts, people might just kind of creep away because the Suns are, are just difficult to watch at this particular point. <laughs> at least for me, at least for me. Uh, <laughs> Our friends at Four Peaks will also be out there providing beer samples and swag. So check the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you'll save 20% on this awesome event. Danielle, we're, we're counting on you on you being there. No, there. no pressure. I'm there. Done. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I will be playing ping pong, at least attempting to play ping pong and defend... Uh, uh, the crazy amount of uh, pride. I've talked quite a bit of trash about my <laughs> ping pong skills uh, to this point as, as Max gives me a, a death stare through the through the window here. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to have a whole lot of fun out there. Even if you're not like a hardcore golfer, which I am not whatsoever, I'm honestly so bad. I'm just so <laughs> dreadfully bad at golf. Uh, but I, I, I can play ping pong a, at least a little bit. Um, and, and Derek is here to say in the chat that Jesse will beat you in ping pong, which... Uh, yeah, apparently we're we're continuing to go with that narrative. Uh, Derek, um, who's that have, guy in the chat? I, I'm, somebody, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm somebody, pretty sure pretending to be me. Somebody is, is impersonating you in the chat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. Uh, but anyway, uh, be sure to join us out there at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. That's next Friday, uh, Friday the 13th, which. It's oh absolutely. no! I know. I know. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate <laughs> the way the scheduling worked I'm out. Inexplicably good at ping pong. 
Really? I'm really good at ping pong. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now I'm really I uncomfortable. I lack confidence in a lot of areas in my life. Playing ping pong ain't one of them. Oh, my gosh. See, that's kind of what I said, but you said it with way more confidence than I think I ever have. So now I'm now I'm kind of now I'm kind of terri- uh, now I'm kind of terrified. Uh, but at this point, you, you can no longer really be impersonating Derek because Derek, he's not that good at ping pong. He would, ne- he would never talk about his own ping pong skills like that. Um, we're going to transition here into some conversation about the rule change is coming to Major League Baseball in 2023. Uh, Major League Baseball will not be the same uh, this year, Danielle. It is. There's a lot of a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of changes coming to the game, which I personally think are pretty much all good things. I think we're kind of excited to see what this looks like. Uh, Elizabeth is calling for a ping pong fight. Um, and Max says, I will mollywop Jesse in ping pong. I'm, That's here. A- I'm here for, for ping pong trash talk. I am here for it. I'm just, I'm just terrified at what I've done. I've, I've said all of these things that I know I'm going to, I'm going to regret saying. And Max is. I have seen. I have seen Max's ping pong table. You have one in your garage. I have one in my garage. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's another level. You know that when someone's like sacrificing their garage, like you're willing to not like have a place to like park your car or store things. You're like, we have a two car garage. You have a two car garage. It's a one okay. car garage, and it's a one car and one ping pong table garage. Okay, so there you go. That's the best kind of garage. <laughs> the essentials. Yeah, the the that's essentials. Fine. That's what that's what garages are for. Um, but yes, be sure to join us next Friday. We would we would love to see you out there. Um, as I was saying, uh, lots of things changing about baseball in 2023. Uh, we have a graphic that shows uh, kind of a rundown of all of the things. We're not going to talk about everything here at once. Um, one of the biggest changes is the shift restrictions. This has gotten a lot of conversation around the game. For those of you who haven't seen the official rules, we have it for you in this graphic on the screen. There are three main parts to the shift restrictions. Uh, the first one being that all four infielders must be on the infield dirt when the pitcher is on the rubber. Uh, Secondly, infielders may not switch sides. So a lot of times you see teams try to put their best defender on the pull side every time in order to, you know, try to put their best defender where the ball is likely to be hit. Um, And then four-man outfield formations are prohibited. So they have some some provisions in there to keep teams from just completely breaking everything (laughs) we know about baseball. Um, Initial thoughts, Danielle, on just kind of the future of the game and how the shift restrictions in particular uh, will, will impact this. For the most part, I'm on board. Okay. Um, I love the four man outfield like band because it, <laughs> it it applies to two people, right? Like yeah, fair. The only people this affects are Joey Gallo and DJ LeMahieu <laughs> when he plays the D backs. Right, like, DJ LeMahieu when he it. plays the D backs. That's it. Um, but other than that, I I like it. I feel like like an old man at, at Arizona Fall Week complaining about the player's hair getting too long when I see the faces, <laughs> where it's like. <clears throat> No, you've been down on the field here as a fall week. Yeah. The bases look ridiculous. And for me, I actually just, don't know what you're talking I, about. What, what, I, what's ridiculous about that? I, they're huge. They're huge. They're so big. Oh, because and, they're, and using, like, the, they're using the bigger ones. Big, yeah, I they use the it. bigger ones. I yeah. hate that. But you know, I, I get it and I'm down with it, but I just hate how it looks aesthetically. Yeah. It's a terrible look. Um, it reminds me of like those little league bases where you have like the orange base on the outside where the runner has to hit and, and <laughs> I just hate it. I hate it, but I get it. Um, so, so not a, not a fan of the bigger bases. I'm not we'll, a fan. We'll, talk, we'll maybe I'm, talk about I'm, that. I'm a, a fan of the idea. I'm not a fan of 
the the uh, execution the on execution. it. Execution, interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I was when I played baseball, I was I was a little player. I stole bases. I am all uh, for stealing bases. I okay. love base running is my favorite thing to do in the entire world. I think it's like um, one of the so, most exciting parts of the game. Yeah, like I love it. So anytime that. you can get back to that, I am down with it. Yeah. Um, the shift is good. Down with the shift. Down with the shift. Um, I guess there's a part of me that's like, like. Hit like hit different, adjust your swing, whatever. Right. But then also, it's just like we're pe- we're way past that point. We, yeah. There are no yeah. more Tony Gwynns in this league other than maybe DJ LeMahieu, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Stephen Stephen Kwan. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it, just they not... just don't exist anymore. It's a different. It's a different era of baseball. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. It really. Is. Um. The pitch clock is the one that's really interesting to me. Um. Because yeah. Can we re- pull up the Can we pull up the graphic? <laughs> uh. Pitch clock. So so real quick. You've got a 30 second timer between batters. You've got a 15 second timer between pitches when the bases are empty, 20 second timer between pitches when runners are on base. Um, and then pitchers are limited to two disengagements, which is like a pickoff or a step off per plate appearance. Uh, you, you, you like this? Yeah. Um, yes and no. I, I think the time of games are great. You know, I worked in Arizona Fall League game a couple years ago. That was an hour and a half phenomenal it was an hour and a half 10 inning game it was like an hour 15 minutes before they went into the extra innings it was phenomenal that's wild um but at the same time i just i cannot imagine some pitchers going along with this like could you can you imagine (laughs) max scherzer getting called for for a pitch clock violation yeah like i cannot wait for that day yeah there there are going to be some players throwing (laughs) tantrums on on the pitching yeah i think we're all prepared for that (laughs) and it's interesting because it affects zach allen it affects the d-backs pretty heavily because you know if you've watched zach gallon at all the um, man is very when (laughs) when a runner gets on game's over like it, it, <laughs> it you know you sit the old adage like or the old cliche like it grinds to a halt it does not grind to a halt it yeah immediately stops it is yeah. game over um you know my friends in the in the photo well we always had like this this bet going like over <laughs> under how many times does that gallon throw over um most i ever saw him throw over was 11 times in a, in a game in, in, no one in inning a, in, oh one my inning. gosh um, oh my so gosh it, it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts because that's a big part of his game yeah. right when when he gets a runner on his job is to throw everybody off their rhythm yeah it's um, funny to say like you know for a pitcher of his caliber like a big part of his game is throwing to first for no reason yeah, yeah. but it like but it actually kind of is oh, right like, like you watch you know it, it's really funny you can find a rhythm right yeah first pick off attempt he's just lobbing it over there there's right. literally really no point to a lot Second of them one, are not serious and, and then it just gets games. progressively like more serious um right. so it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to it yeah yeah he's the he's the biggest one in in my mind i think uh, there's going to be an adjustment period across all of baseball especially for this one um pitchers are not going to be happy about this there's yeah, no. there's no question that when you know when the pitch clock was brought up pitchers were not on board uh i i think the players association at large was not really on board with with any of these rule changes but the reality is, and you know, in order for for baseball to kind of take this next step forward, um, those those kinds of adjustments are are going to be necessary. And these are the best athletes in the world. I think you're you're pretty convinced that you give them enough time, they'll they'll adapt. And and Zach Callen will. He was pretty darn good before the pitch clock, and he'll probably be pretty darn good after the pitch clock. Um, even if it might take him a, a little while to to kind of figure those things out. Um. In minor league baseball, when they implemented the pitch clock, uh, game times decreased by about 25 minutes. 
which is significant. It's not going to make games last an hour and 15 minutes, I don't <laughs> think. Um, but, I mean, baseball games have just gotten significantly longer o- over the last 30, 40, 50 years. This isn't really like, oh, you know, fans today can't handle the yeah. slow place of baseball. Yeah. It's like, well, back in the 50s, baseball games were not this long. <laughs> yeah, right? they also didn't have like three minute long commercial breaks. Right, right. There's <laughs> also there's also that a lot. A lot of things have changed over the years. So in a lot of ways, this is kind of just getting the length of baseball games back to where it used to be. Not that long ago, uh, games have just gotten considerably longer for a variety of reasons. Um and I think another part of this kind of going back to the shift real quick is there's should be more balls in play. There should yeah. be just more action. There should be more balls that go through for hits, especially for uh, for left handed hitters. Uh, I wrote a, a deep dive about this over on gophnx.com where I walked through all of the D-backs hitters and, you know, who would be the biggest beneficiaries who would maybe be hurt a little bit uh, by some of these things. Um, and I think they have several players who could benefit a lot from uh, from the shift restrictions that are being put into place, mainly because they just have so many lefties, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all. It feels like all, it's, all, it's all lefties. All lefties. They've <laughs> kind of fixed that this off season, but there's still a lot of lefties there. So guys like you know Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, I think it's likely that you'll see uh, a, a benefit for them. Probably would have seen a benefit for Dalton Varsho. Of course, he's now uh, over in over in Toronto, so the D-backs won't necessarily get to see that, but. All in all, um, I think these changes are just going to make baseball more fun at the end of the day. And it's like... That's never a bad thing. That is never a bad thing. And to what you were talking about earlier about base running and how like that's just such a big part of the game and something that people really enjoy, the pitch clock stuff and especially the limit on the number of pickoffs is really going to uh, help the running game across all of baseball. I wrote about this as well over on gophnx.com. I made some absurd claims about how Jake McCarthy could steal 60 bases. And I don't think that's like that outrageous. If you look at how many stolen bases he had during his last stint in the majors last year, um, and you like extrapolate that over a full season and then factor in a little bit of an uptick due to the rule changes, you might have just some bonkers, (laughs) some bonkers things, not only for McCarthy, you've obviously got Alec Thomas who runs a little bit. Maybe he takes a little bit of a step forward this year. Of course, Corbin Carroll, Ran a decent amount um, when he was in the minor leagues. This team is just going to be fun. I mean, they were fun to watch run the bases last year. That's just going to get more uh, accentuated in 2023. Yeah, and the D-backs play an old-school brand of baseball, right? You know, yeah. they they didn't hit a lot of home runs last year, uh, which is really the style and the era of baseball that we're in right now. Right. Um, they got on base. They they stole bases. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Um, and so this is really going to help them, I, I feel like. Um, you know, more stolen bases, never a bad thing in baseball. No. Um, <clears throat> you think there's like a, is there like an upper bound? Like if we had players stealing like a hundred bases, would, would it be like, okay, maybe, it's like, maybe okay, we... let's go back to the regular bases, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. Like Corbin Carroll might push that. Who knows? Um, it'll be yeah. fun to see Corbin. Like, you know, you watch Corbin Carroll in person. You, you, you yeah. think he moves on TV. That man moves in in real it's, life it's, it's unlike anything it's unlike anything that i've really seen at least in a baseball game i mean there's some very fast people especially in other sports but yeah i mean it's just wild watching watching that man run the bases he didn't even steal much last no. year i think he had two stolen bases yeah. he was pretty conservative i think you know makes sense first stint well, in the young big guy leagues. he's he's looking he's you know he's trying to keep his spot on the team right yeah now that he knows he's a major leaguer right right he, he has that assurance he's gonna be he's gonna be an everyday player yeah 
Go wild, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with his with his speed, I think D-backs fans are already kind of obsessed with watching Corbin Carroll run the bases, and <laughs> hopefully that just gets all the more uh, in, in 2023. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely going to be uh, some changes up and down the roster if you really want the, the deep dive perspective on these things. Uh, go check out a couple of articles that I wrote over at gophnx.com. Um, if you are not a diehard, be sure to become one. Uh, that's how you get access to those articles, which were diehard only pieces. So you have to be a diehard in order to get access to uh, a few things over at gophnx.com. We give away a lot for free now, but not uh, not quite everything. Uh, those deep dives, you will have to be a diehard. Um, and you not only get that content from me, uh, but you also get it from Gerald Bourget, who covers the Suns, from Craig Morgan covering the Coyotes, Howard Balzer covering the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, a lot of great content over at gophnx.com. Uh, so be sure to become a diehard if you have not already. Uh, there's other perks too. You get a free shirt or hat every single year. Um, you also get 20% off merch and events, um, as is the case with the PHNX Tea Party. So maybe now is a good time to become a diehard if you're if you're planning on, on coming to the event anyway. We would love for you to do that. Um, become a diehard today and, and, uh, you can do so at gophnx.com slash diehard. Um, have you, uh, have you spent any, any time on the, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Danielle, I have that a, not. That's a, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's one, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, especially this particular time of year when there isn't baseball to bet on, it's like, well, see, mean, being baseball's the best sport, Yeah, right? baseball's so, the best sport, but I was an MLB employee, so I wasn't legally allowed that's to fair. bet on, that's on, fair. That's on, fair. on baseball. So that is the most valid answer I, to that question that anyone could have ever given. all for it. There you go. There you go. Uh, if you haven't already downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, be sure to do so. The NBA season is indeed heating up. Uh, baseball will be heating up soon, but the NBA right in the thick of things right now, even though the Suns NBA not. season is heating up. The Suns are very much the not. Suns are cooling off uh, considerably, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of great bets to be had over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you're not an employee of Major League Baseball. So <laughs> make sure it's legal before you do it. But uh, download the app now. Sign up with the code PHNX. Place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you missed yesterday's show, we gave several DraftKings picks of the week. Uh, one of them was Jacob Franklin selecting the Diamondbacks to win the World Series. Uh, but me and Sean DePaz gave some more reasonable bets that you <laughs> might want to uh, might want to consider. Uh, the last rule change, uh, Danielle, which you alluded to earlier, is uh, is bigger bases. Um, which is pretty simple. It's basically the bases are going from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. I haven't seen these up close, honestly, but you have, and you're saying they look ridiculous. They're ridiculous. <laughs> okay. They're ridiculous. <laughs> um, one, uh, so I, I watched uh, an interview with, uh, I'm forgetting his name, but a guy who works for Major League Baseball was a big part of these real changes being implemented. He did an interview uh, with John Boy, and, uh, and he talked about how... Um, Baseball players are bigger now. Like yeah. They're just, and so it's like, okay, like we have, we've had 15 inch bases for years and years and years, right? That was put back and put in place. I don't know how long ago. 
Um, but believe it or not, Major League Baseball players are just bigger. I mean, Aaron Judge, there's nobody of that size playing in the 1950s. They're actual athletes now instead of just guys coming off their second shift at a steel mill. Right, right. right exactly, exactly. Uh, which I think is an important thing to consider. Like, we're, we're so used to seeing the same bases year after year, and we're used to the size of the bases. Um, and like you're saying, even though I haven't seen them up close, I think a lot of people will have that experience of like, Oh wow! They got like the jumbo version of of the bases this year, um, but I think it it makes sense. Um, and a, a big part of this is simply to prevent injuries. Um, that's been something we've seen an unfortunate amount of over the years. Just uh, you know, collisions on the base. There's not a whole lot of surface area there, and so when you have two very motivated people trying to get at the same very, very small big target, motivated people. <laughs> two very big motivated people trying to get to the same target. Um, it makes sense that, that you'd want this to be a little bit bigger. Um, theoretically, this does shorten the distance between first and second base and second and third base by about three inches or so. Um, whether or not that makes a huge difference, I don't think there's really been a whole lot of evidence to say that that makes a huge difference. But Hey, I mean, how many times have you watched a replay where like an inch it's, or two? Yeah, like it's bang, right? bang. So who knows? Yeah. So I, I think it's possible that, you know, some of those plays on the margins could, um, you know, favor base runners instead of um, instead of the, the defender, which is another thing that I don't think anyone has a problem with. Right. We're all about uh, base running and stolen bases and the whole thing. Um, this should just continue to accentuate that. If anything, um, I've also heard the bases are slanted more. I don't know if you can speak to like, did the shape appear any different to you? Did I you think when that? you broaden the base, um, <clears throat> it just, you know, it naturally has to change the shape of it. Okay. Right? Fair, enough. Um, Fair enough. I think that's pretty much it. Okay. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's basically just a regular base, just big, just big. Um, okay. <laughs> and so the proportions have changed a little bit. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm down for the for the idea of it. I just think they look so ridiculous. It'll just it, it's um, just like, like just a, laughably big. But you know, when you think about exciting plays in baseball, you think about you know go back to to the to the ALCS with Dave Roberts, pinch running. You, everybody in the entire world knew he was going to steal that base. Yeah, and he did it anyways. Right. It was right. so much fun. I yeah. love base running. Um, it's so it's I'm, one of the best. It, even if it increases it just even slightly, yeah, like one percent more more stolen bases, then I am all for it. Yeah, I mean the pickoff restrictions will probably do considerably more for you know uh, kind of improving the run environment than mm -hmm. than this will. But still, yeah, I mean if this contributes to that, then great, right? And nobody nobody has any problem with that. I feel like in some ways, like getting used to the bigger bases will be sort of like as, as we've all gotten used to like bigger iPhones, like smartphones yeah, are just yeah. kind of enormous now. Um, <laughs> like if like if you showed someone in 2010, like an iPhone 14 Pro Max, they'd be like, no, I'm not putting that large of an object in yeah. my pocket and like carrying it around with me everywhere. And now we're fine with it. And now we're fine with it. Yeah. And <laughs> Apple continues to make phones about, I don't know, half an inch bigger, like every every yeah. two years. So um, more cameras, more. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about where it's going. Like, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, do I do we need to make like huge pockets in, in clothing in order to like accommodate the size of our smartphones? But um, but yeah, it, with time, I think people I think people will adjust and, um, and and things will probably be all right on that front. Um, as far as rule changes that might be coming, not something we have in place for 2023, um, but there has been a lot of. Uh, reports and we saw this in the Arizona Fall League. This was put into practice in the Arizona Fall League, um, just at Salt River Fields, and I guess they played a few games at Chase Field as well. Um, the ball strike challenge system. 
which is one of the greatest things that I've ever so that I've good. ever seen. So good. What's your What's your impression of it? Why do you love it so much? I it's I love holding umpires accountable. Um, if you, I think everyone <laughs> likes holding if, umpires. If you've accountable. known me for a while, one thing you know is I do not like umpires. I do not like refs. I don't like any of it. Um, I am. I was going to say I'm not ashamed to say it, but I am a little ashamed to say it. I once got kicked out of a boys and girls club basketball game because I was arguing with the ref. Um, I do not like refs and umpires at all. So I am I am so glad to hold them accountable. Um, and you, you, if you watch the game at Salt River Fields this, this fall league, um, it was fun. Yeah. You know, pat your head, challenge. The entire dugout goes crazy. You see it on the, yeah. on the screen. It's so much fun. I love it. Um, even just from a pure entertainment standpoint. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. Everyone um, in the stands is just like, I don't know, at a baseball game, you can kind of get in, you know, you're yeah. talking with people, you know, you're eating your hot dog and whatnot. You're not necessarily dialed into the game action at every moment. But when when that, you know, hitter or I guess catchers and pitchers can do it too. managers cannot do it, which I think is an, an interesting part of this. Um, but yeah, when you have people, uh, you know, indicate that they want to challenge by tapping their heads, it's like everyone is just locked yeah, in it's, it's, to the game at that point. It's great. And, you know. It depends on the umpire too. Like there were some games where I, I was at a game where an umpire lost what four challenges in a row. Yeah, I was at it another is a one. Humbling, where, humbling experience. Yeah, I was at them, another right? one where the umpire <laughs> held up the entire time. Um, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting little fold in a baseball game. And you know, like we said earlier, the more the more fun you interject in in baseball, the better. Like, yeah, who's totally. gonna argue against people having fun at a baseball game? Um. Other than like the wave, I'm not. I'm not but you know, <laughs> that's like, another topic. Have, for another have, have have fun. You know, make baseball fun. Baseball is the greatest game in the world. I love baseball more than anything in this entire world. And so, getting more people into into it, like I am all for it. That that's why we that's why we have you on the show, Daniel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was it was great. It was. I mean, the the first day I saw it, I was like, oh, this yeah. this works. Like this is totally what they should do. Um, and at least for me, it's kind of a newer development. We've been talking about robo umps for years, yeah. right? Um, but I actually, I, I spoke with Jordan Lawler with a D-backs top shortstop prospect about this after the fall league. He said he likes the challenge system more. Uh, robotic umps is just kind of, I don't know, stale and impersonal. Yeah. Like the umpire at that well, point has a sad job where they're just yeah. like relaying <laughs> what the computer said. It's not nearly as interesting. And also the technology just quite isn't there yet yeah um you know what was it two years ago in the arizona fall league where it was rough um, did they use robo umps in the fall league two years ago yeah okay yeah. i didn't even know that the season mm. before this last season it was that um it was at at salt river fields it was entire, um, entirely robot yeah. oh wow it, it wow. was it was rough um, so was it like like guys just didn't agree with the calls a lot of the time i think a lot of people didn't agree with the calls interesting um <laughs> yeah like i said the technology the idea the idea is there the technology was not um, I mean, was it like was, how egregious are we talking? There was we talking like some, six feet there outside, some, yeah, there were some horrendous calls. That's that's. Um, and I remember, you know, like dugouts going crazy, like the crowds going, what little crowd there is going crazy, <laughs> and the umpires is like, I don't know what to do, man. Like it's <laughs> the, like the poor, I was told the poor umpire is still getting yelled at, <laughs> yeah. even though he's not even not even. And he's like, I know it wasn't a strike, but it's like it's in here, but right. So I have to do it. So you know, I love that that this system eliminates that yeah. there's still a human element which is is fun i like it um as much as i dislike umpires um i like that there's still <laughs> a little bit of a human element but then you can also hold them accountable yeah right it's um, like the perfect balance like yeah of the, i love the happy it and, and what yeah. you get three a game 
Um, yeah, you get three a game, but you great. keep them if yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, it's it's great. I think I think you know when I was at an Arizona Fall League game, I'd be sitting there, you know, taking pictures and then uploading on my phone, and then I see, you know, the challenge. I drop my phone and like watch. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, it's great. I love it. It was, yeah, it was just so cool. Um, like you said, there's still some improvements in the technology. I think even for the challenge system to be put in play, they need to make sure that's that's fully dialed in before they put that into play. But it sounds like, from what I've heard, it's close. The technology is close. Maybe, I don't know, maybe next year we would be at the point where if they wanted to, they could implement that as part of Major League Baseball. Um, I suspect it might might take a little bit longer than that um, just to get buy-in from everyone and you know for that to, to officially happen in the big leagues. But it sounds like there's a lot more momentum for this than just for straight robo-ops. Yeah. Um, they tried that in the minor leagues and... Uh, kind of like what you're talking about with the Fall League. It was not particularly popular. Um, even if the technology was good, I get the sense that it's like, no, like I I want there to be kind of a human element. Yeah. I just want the ability to like maybe make some corrections yeah. in some of the bigger moments in the game. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, if you disagree with the call, it's it's not as fun to argue with a robot as it is with an actual right. person. Like, give me, I'll argue with Angel Hernandez all day, right? Like. <laughs> It's 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 a fun. I think it's a great fix for for a problem, because um, you know if if you follow like the the umpire tracker, right? You know the, the umpires that 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 uh you know that Twitter account. What I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, um, yeah. Gave me a new new respect for umpires. They you know they don't miss as many calls as you think they do. Right. Um. And so this uh this system really allows you to change the the few that they actually do miss. Right. Um, as it's opposed not to just a, taking it all away from from the umpire. Yeah, it, it's not a job that a human being can do. Yeah, right? like yeah. it's not. It's just not. It's and neither is being an NBA referee or an NFL referee. But like even more so in baseball, when you're you know making these calls on balls and strikes 250 times. Yeah, you're gonna in miss a, a game. Few. You're gonna miss a few. It, it's inevitable. And I think most of the time it doesn't matter, and we're fine with it. But every once in a while, there's you know a big call and a big moment, and if we have the technology to fix it, then then maybe let's maybe let's do that. Um, Nicholas says an ump could visually see in real time the strike zone they are setting with this and make in-game corrections. It's an excellent yeah, idea. I think yeah. that's a great point that it, you know, I hadn't even thought about. Right? Yeah, it's they can they can make adjustments. Players are expected to make adjustments. Coaches are made yeah to make adjustments. Why why not apply that to umpires? Right. That's a great point. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about that. That's a great point. Um, transitioning here uh what's the what's your favorite piece of furniture in your house uh outside of the ping pong table outside of the i don't know outside of the ping pong table i i have a pretty comfortable couch pretty comfortable couch big fan of my couch okay uh well if you're looking for an extraordinary couch uh be sure to check out our friends over at more furniture uh i'm moving into a townhouse shortly here in a couple couple weeks exciting stuff i have a lot of furniture to purchase i'll definitely be hitting up our friends over at More Furniture, um, and you can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. Uh, those lovely recliners, Danielle, that you've seen in our office, they are all from More Furniture, and they are absolutely delightful. So, and you had to peel me away from those before the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danielle might have just hung out there in the recliners <laughs> the, the entire entire time. I was fortunately able to drag her over here so that we could so that we could do this. Um, but yeah, going back, just uh, kind of final thoughts here on on some of the rule changes and things coming to baseball in 2023. My expectation is just that like it's just going to be fun. Like I, I just yeah. think it's going to be fun. Baseball has made some some changes here and there over the years, but at the end of the day, they they haven't done anything like this. Like this is more change than than we've seen at least in one year 
arguably ever. Like, I don't know if baseball's ever made like these big of changes. And I think there's, there's probably more to come. I'm just excited for, you know, spring training when everyone's going to be angry and everyone, everyone's going to be <laughs> violating the rules. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some growing pains with this, but in the long run, I, I feel pretty strongly that this is going to be better for baseball in the end. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, spring training is way too long, right? But yeah. now it feels great. Like <laughs> they might get, need it to be a little get, longer. Yeah, get Zach, all your Zach Gallen might out. need to a little bit longer to, to figure <laughs> some things out. Get all your grumpiness out. Get all your arguing out of the way. And then once once the regular season starts, once opening day hits, we're ready to roll. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us here in this Friday live edition of the PHNX D-Back show. This is like the second ever live show that we've done on a Friday. Usually Fridays are audio only, but for this point forward, you're going to have to look at our faces. Or I guess, I guess you don't have to. You can still listen on audio, but you can look at our faces if you want to on Friday. We love interacting with you in the comments. If you haven't already, uh, be sure to drop a like on this video. It helps out the YouTube algorithm, uh, which, Danielle, we're, we're all about helping out all about the, the algorithm. YouTube algorithm, which which I've said on three straight shows now, but I'm, I'm going to continue saying it. Um, uh, also, uh, be sure to subscribe to us um, on your favorite podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, leaving us a five-star review. Um, helps the audio podcasting world algorithm, I think. Um, All about those algorithms, baby. It also just kind of helps my general self-esteem um, <laughs> as well as Derek's self-esteem. So uh, we would really appreciate it if you would uh, do that for us. Uh, thank you all once again for being here on this final edition this week of the PHNX D-Back show. Thank you to Danielle uh, or, or Derek, I guess, as I, as I should say. Um, there we go. Sunglasses back on, the hat's back on. Let's talk wrestling, baby. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate Danielle hopping on with us today. We appreciate you for listening or joining us here on video. Um, I guess I should say Twitter handles real quick. Uh, yeah. Yours is at Ab Abraca Abra Danielle. Abraca Danielle. I knew I was going to butcher that. Uh, mine is at Jesse and Friedman. You can follow our show account at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to phnx underscore sports. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks again, everyone, for your time. Um, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's even more fun when you ban the shit. <laughs>